0: You're listening to the Makers & Mystics Podcast. This is the Artist Profile Series, Episode 32. Marcel Duchamp was a visual artist, writer, and avid chess player, born July 28, 1887, near Blanville, France. His works are characterized by irony, movement, and the dissolution of preconceived notions about art. It has been said of Duchamp that alongside of Pablo Picasso, he is one of the most influential painters of the 20th century. This claim is all the more remarkable when we consider that Duchamp painted less than 50 canvases, all of which were completed in a 10-year span before he was 26 years old. Marcel Duchamp was born into a family of artists. His grandfather, Emile Frederick Nicole, was a painter and engraver. His mother, Madame Duchamp, was a talented musician, and his father, M. Eugene, like his father, held a strong interest in engraving and painting. Marcel's older brothers, Jack and Raymond, were both prominent figures in the art world and greatly influenced Marcel's development as an artist. In his early years, while studying painting in Paris, Marcel produced paintings and drawings of landscapes and family portraits following in conventional styles of art likened to those of Cézanne and post-impressionists. However, as he developed his own unique voice, his work took on more of an experimental nature, lending itself to Cubism, where he aimed to break free from the prison of tradition. Marcel's departure from convention led him on a path wrought with criticism, misunderstanding, and rejection. His famous work, Nude Descending a Staircase, was rejected by the cubist Salon of Independent Artists because a nude never descends a staircase, a nude reclines, he was told. But this rejection ran deeper than a simple refusal to have his art shown in a gallery, even as the Salon had promised all works submitted would be accepted. What cut Duchamp deeply was that his brothers, Jack and Raymond, were part of the Salon's hanging committee. The two brothers visited Marcel in his studio and implored him to change the painting or withdraw the work altogether. Marcel refused to alter his art and never forgave his brothers for their attempted censorship. He said, I said nothing to my brothers, but I went immediately to the show and took my painting home in a taxi. It was really a turning point in my life, I can assure you. I saw that I would not be very much interested in groups after that. Following his brother's rejection, Duchamp held true to his word and avoided allegiance to any specific art movement, though he continued to explore a variety of genres including Impressionism, Cubism, Dada, and Surrealism. Today, he's considered to be the father of conceptual art. In 1913, when he exhibited his painting in New York City's prominent The Armory Show, Nude descending a staircase caused an outrage among critics and viewers alike. Critics mocked the work and shamed it as being ridiculous, a conundrum and one that showcased all that was wrong about modern European art. But the negative press served only to catapult Duchamp's painting to the spotlight, eclipsing even the work of his former inspiration Cezanne and other well-known painters. Marcel's work defied categorization and confounded even the avant-garde artists of his day. But he never settled nor allowed himself to be pigeonholed by a particular movement or style. He believed to do so would be the death of true creativity. He lived on the frontier of artistic discovery and thrived on pushing the boundaries beyond what was known and accepted as art. He once said of himself that he was driven by an extraordinary curiosity you might imagine that receiving such notoriety would have compelled Duchamp to ride the wave of popularity into a well-established career. But Duchamp did just the opposite. He gave up painting altogether and pursued other forms of art-making. He once said, I have forced myself to contradict myself in order to avoid conforming to my own tastes. Having put down his paintbrush, Duchamp again sent shockwaves through the art world with the premiere of his line of found, manufactured objects he termed as ready-mades. Duchamp's ready-mades first appeared in 1913 with his piece Bicycle Wheel. Bicycle Wheel was a found object piece consisting of a tireless bicycle fork mounted upside down onto a wooden stool. At first, Duchamp himself apparently didn't consider his creation as a work of art. It was simply a mechanism of meditation. The wheel could be turned and left to spin on its own. He said, To see that wheel turning was very soothing, very comforting, a sort of opening of avenues on other things than material life of every day. I liked the idea of having a bicycle wheel in my studio. I enjoyed looking at it, just as I enjoyed looking at the flames dancing in a fireplace. But Duchamp's ready-mades challenged the notions of what is or is not to be considered art. Centuries of accepted thought about the artist's role as a skilled creator of original works was upended with his presentation of hat racks, snow shovels, a comb, and other manufactured objects which he signed and designated as art. According to Duchamp, these ordinary objects were now dignified as works of art because he had chosen them to be art. He defended his position by telling how a painter would choose colors and use paints which had been manufactured elsewhere by someone other than the artist. His ready-mades were no different. Making was choosing, and choosing was making. Duchamp believed that irony and humor were strategic tools for undermining the status quo and for challenging sterile traditions. His irreverent sense of humor and proclivity to confound the high-minded found expression in his ready-mades. A later example of his artistic assault against dogmatism would include his 1919 drawing of a mustache and a goatee on a cheap reproduction of the Mona Lisa, then giving it a lewd inscription for a title, L-H-O-O-Q, but I'll let you look up the French meaning of that title for yourself. One particular piece of Duchamp's work that I'd like to give attention to is his 1917 piece titled Fountain. I should mention that there is some controversy over the authenticity of Duchamp as the actual instigator of this stunt. Some believe that Fountain is actually the work of an artist by the name of Baroness Elsa von Freytag Lorenhoeven. And yes, you should be impressed that I pronounced that half accurately and kept a straight face when I did it. Nonetheless, for our purposes here, we'll follow the traditional storyline attributing Fountain to Marcel Duchamp. The story goes as follows. Duchamp was an acting director of the Society of Independent Artists in New York City. This society held an annual show where anyone who paid the $6 membership fee could exhibit their works without a jury. All pieces submitted would be selected for the show without scrutiny. So Marcel decided to test the integrity of the society and secretly submitted his piece Fountain under the pseudonym Richard Mutt. This piece Fountain was simply a porcelain urinal which he had tilted on its side and signed as R. Mutt, 1917. When the board received the work, they were upended and denied the piece entrance into the show on grounds of it being immoral and indecent. When Duchamp learned of their decision, he resigned from the society and took the piece with him. He had it photographed, and then afterward, the piece disappeared. It wasn't until years later in 1964 when Duchamp openly admitted that he was, in fact, the instigator of Fountain. There's much more I could tell you about Marcel Duchamp. I could tell you about his 20-plus years of silence when everyone thought he had given up his life as an artist to play chess. Yet behind closed doors, he had been working all along on a masterpiece only to be revealed after his death. I could tell you about his female alter ego, Rose Salavi or about his philosophy on how the audience is just as much an integral part of the creative act as the artist. But my interest in highlighting Duchamp's ready-mades, and particularly this piece Fountain, is to share a perception I doubt you'll find on the lips of art critics or in commentaries about his work. Duchamp believed that what made an object a work of art was that it was chosen by the artist to be a work of art that the choosing itself dignified a common object and lifted it from the mundane to a place of art. In the same way, the Jesus story tells us that we've been chosen and lifted up from our former modes of living to a new and exalted purpose. And I can't help but think about how the foolish things of the world are used to confound the wise. What better picture of this than a rake or a comb or a urinal set up in a prestigious exhibit to tear down the overly serious high dogma of what is permitted to be considered art? Marcel Duchamp single-handedly changed the history of the world, confounding the wise and exalting the commonplace with a bicycle wheel and a kitchen stool. Some commentators have noticed that his pseudonym R. Mutt, which he signed on the urinal, could be a play on the German word armut, meaning poverty. And how ironic then for this manufactured piece of porcelain to become the most influential work of art in the 20th century. In this way, fountain exhibits the ultimate picture of transformation, moving from poverty to greatness, or going from being an unoriginal manufactured item used for human waste to be renamed fountain, which is a source of life, and to depict the most original, shocking display of art of the century. I share this interpretation of Fountain with you in this brief profile on Marcel Duchamp to inspire you with the notion that you have permission to pursue whatever artistic expression may surface in your imagination, whether or not there exists a prototype for you to reference. Just create and let the generations to come determine the value or meaning within your work. If you consider yourself an artist of faith or not, be encouraged that mysteries beyond your own making will find expression through your creative work. And if a common snow shovel can become a work of art, perhaps you and I too can become the works of art we are intended to be. Transformation is possible. We can move from the mundane to the magnificent, from the common to the new creation. I think of the scripture in the prophet Zechariah, chapter 14, 20 and 21, where even the cooking pots and the bells ornating the horses took on a supernatural, exalted significance. And perhaps you'll be just as surprised at the mischief of God, the divine wink showing up in all of your unexpected commonplaces and transforming everything into a work of art. Thank you so much for listening to the Makers and Mystics podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at Makers and Mystics and leave us a kind review on iTunes. If you'd like to join our creative collective, you can find us at patreon.com slash makersandmystics. And for our new patrons, make mention of this episode and I'll send you a free button depicting Marcel Duchamp's bicycle wheel. Music for this episode is provided by Jacob LaVallee. We'll see you again next week with another full interview episode.